Welcome back to the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast, everyone. Kyle, Dylan, and Christian back at it with another episode today doing a match-type tournament bracket. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Also, if you are currently listening, give us a five-star review if you could. But, Dylan, what happened in WWE this week? All right. <clears throat> Let's dive into Raw here real quick. Actually, I want to I lead with my news story. Um, let me change it up. So, okay. there was a report that came out from Sports Illustrated that Triple H is now in full control of creative in this entire time. Obviously, we know mm. Vince, when he kind of weaseled his way back into the company, uh, kind of, you know, did some, did some <laughs> that was the stuff intention. backstage. Yep. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've covered that a lot. According to Sports Illustrated, um, it, is, it is a Triple H's creative show. Apparently, now there are speculation that Vince is lingering. Um, but apparently, McMahon himself, um, that is to believed to have stepped away for Triple H to just steer the ship, basically going like, Hey, you're doing great at this. Vince had to step away, do like back surgery or something, um, yep. over the summer, which Triple H had full control at that point. A lot of people thought Vince was doing some things remotely, but I felt like the product. That we got post-WrestleMania, how it started to fizzle out. It picked back up in the summer. And now I, I wholeheartedly believe that Triple H is in charge. I don't think we would have had, had this run of pay-per-views that we've had if it wasn't for him. I don't think the TV shows would be as compelling. And I've got some things to talk about Raw and SmackDown this week that were very compelling. Um, mm-hmm. So real quick before we get into Raw and SmackDown, according to this report that I'm reading... Vince himself is the one that made the call and said, let's let Triple H do it. Also, by the way, Vince, apparently in his contract, cannot be made full control of the company because Ari Emanuel is in full control mm-hmm. of the company. And that yep, is, uh, so. there is no clause in Vince's contract that he can take over day-to-day operations, basically. Nothing that says he yep. can't take over creative, but if Ari is happy with what's being done, he gets the final say according to Sports Illustrated. So if he yeah. says, hey, Triple H is doing great, we're going to let him run with it. Sorry, Vince, you could just sit on the board. What do you guys yeah, think? I mean, this is, this, I mean, this is the best thing that could happen now. I, I do think Vince is, is going to linger. But um, I, I think if you have like 95% Triple H influence, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, with what decision they have for next week already announced, I think uh, with, for, the, uh, for the women's title on SmackDown, that's going to be a big indication but uh, no, dude, this is awesome. This is uh, everything that I've wanted for the last eight years, and uh, I'm really hoping that he can just, you know, step away. We don't need Vince in any circumstance whatsoever. Right. And um, honestly, you know, I told Christian this. It, it really felt like someone set Vince up for this. Like, dude, I think about it. like he, dude, he he sold the company to his buddy that he's known for 20 years. He was like, oh, man, I'm going to get my creative back. So, you know, he goes that, you know, he, he's doing some creative changes and everything. But then, you know, Ari sees the money coming in. And then, you know, all of a sudden, all this new news starts spreading out about Vince. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to speculate anything. But it just it feels a little odd that all of this is going on at once. So, but we'll, uh, we'll let Christian uh, have a stab at it. Something <coughs> always a little fishy about when the Endeavor – deal got made because I don't know how you guys felt about the time, but being sold to Endeavor kind of felt out of left field at the time. 
because last I remember, I don't even remember us talking about them being a possibility to buy them. It was a late push. Yeah, it was a late push. So, Greg told me something was fishy, and the more we read into it, we found out, oh, this is Vince's buddy. And we all said the same thing, like, well, he just sold it to his friend. He's coming back. The WWE we've known for the last year is done. This run is over. But the more you go into it, you go the night after WrestleMania, and we have that big scare of a horrid post-WrestleMania Raw. <laughs> and you just keep going on, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, this product feels Triple H. It feels Triple H. Obviously, with some Vince influence, I think there's still going to be some Vince influence. Yeah, just because, there always will be. Just because I don't think he is – I don't think Vince can swallow his pride and just walk away completely. Yeah, but see, I don't even think that's a Vince thing. That might be a Triple H thing. Remember, that is his father-in-law. Well, we also he does respect him and look up to him. So, what about Brock? Is Brock going to want Triple H to write for him all the time? What about a guy like you know Vince likes booking Omos? Vince Vince really liked booking Charlotte Flair. So it's going to be really interesting to see you know with those people. And we haven't seen Omos in months, so that's you know that's kind of an indication. We've seen more Bronson Reed. And we're going to get a lot more Braun Strowman when he's back. So if he comes back, he's got you know, quite a big injury going on. But that that's he'll be he'll be back. He'll be back. I hope so. But um, but yeah, yeah. Triple H uh, in creative is what we have yeah. all wanted and is the best thing. But going to the results, yeah. Uh, real quick, Kyle, is it confirmed? That War Games is happening because you got very excited in the group chat this week. Yeah, so Fightful reported that it is happening. So they're going basically, and it makes a lot of sense. They're going to announce it after Crown Jewel, so people don't like overlook Crown Jewel, which makes sense. Fair, fair. Yeah, I wish they do that more often. Anyway, yep. let's dive into Raw here. Ivar defeated Kofi Kingston via pinfall with a moonsault in a Viking Love rules it. match. A lot of big spots, a lot of big weapons, a lot of fun. Ricochet uh, attacked Shinsuke Nakamura during a backstage interview. Um. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, was this on this week's Raw where Shinsuke hit a GTS yes. on Ricochet? Yeah, on the stage. Yep. Yep, right on the stage. So, I'm all for a Ricochet-Nakamura feud. I really wish Nakamura was champion. I'm not diving into that. Just caused another can of worms. Um, Nia Jax defeated Raquel Rodriguez. Or actually, excuse me, ended in a no contest after interference from Rhea Ripley. Remember I said on last week's show that this is the women's title picture on Raw? Yep. I think moving forward. And based on what we saw on SmackDown, I think this is going to be it moving forward. And that's your crown jewel. Yep. yep. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Ricochet and Chad Gable um, in triple threat action uh, to become the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Oh. So next week on Raw, it'll be Walter versus Reed for the IC title. Big hoss fight. Gotta love it. So good. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated JD McDonough in singles action with a Claymore. Uh, Dominic Mysterio tried to get involved, but was fought off. Um, also, Imperium attacked DIY during a backstage interview. And also, the NXT Women's Championship was on the line. Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox. Becky Lynch does successfully retain the NXT Women's Championship after making Tegan Knox tap out to the Shout Charmer. out to both of them. Really yeah, good. Yeah, I thought this was a really good match. Um, after the match, they shared a handshake. Um, and earlier in the night, Zia Lee said that she would find Lynch another time for a title shot. Good. 
say what you want about Becky Lynch. I'm all for her working some, I don't want to have this be viewed as a dig, but lesser known talents on the roster. Oh, yeah. and, if, and, if, and, and if that's how the NXT titles kind of being used right here to give other people a shine, yep. I'm all for it. Especially with these really good workers who can kind of like yes, blemish Knox, Lee, like her yes. weaknesses. So yep. like Tegan could really like overshadow some of obvious Becky's weaknesses, but right. and then Zia Lee's going to do the same. So I'm really excited. Yep. And then I really want Nikki Cross back. So yep. I, I think, think I Nikki's think it's coming. coming. Yeah, I think it's yeah. coming. Um, and in quite possibly the best match that WWE put on this week, uh, the undisputed tag titles are on the line between Cody Rhodes. Jey Uso oh versus God. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This was an all-out brawl early on in the match. Um, obviously, Sami and Kevin don't fully trust Jay uh, due to their history. Cody has obviously gone to bat for Jay. They're obviously tag team champions. Um, and based on their press conference, they're the best of friends. Um, this was a lot of fun. Uh, the champs do retain the titles. And after the match, um, we did get a sign of respect from Owens and Zayn, it looked like, as if they were, like, endorsing this partnership mm-hmm. between Cody and Jay. I thought that was yep. really, really cool. Let's move on to SmackDown, though, because we've yep. got a lot to cover here. Yep. Yep. Um, speaking of the tag champs, they are proving that they are fighting champions, and they'll go to any show. Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso successfully defended the tag team titles against Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. A-Town Down Under, is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bailey defeated Selena Vega. Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits attacked Carlito. Um, maybe some unfinished business there. And also, Christian and I said it. This is a real team. Sorry, Kyle. They are a real team now. Yeah, they're a real team. But they're getting uh, they're getting a fourth member. It's just I can feel it. We'll talk about that maybe at the end of the yep. show if there's time. Uh, Pretty Deadly defeated the Brawling Brutes in tag actions after Elton Prince uh, rolled up Rich Holland for the win. L.A. Knight defeated Solo Sokoa in the main event. Very good. Let's talk about how we got there, though. There's a lot of pieces moving around on SmackDown. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Cena comes out um, to, I believe, interrupt Roman. I think Roman was already in the ring. Roman made no, his return. Cena came out it was first. A vice ver- yeah, okay, it was yep. vice versa. Yep. yep. So Cena comes out. Um, Roman comes out. Kind of like, hey, why are you here? Like, I already beat you. I smashed you. You shouldn't even be in my face. Blah, blah, blah. Typical Roman Reigns. And he's like, oh, I'm not here to challenge you. I'm here to acknowledge you. (laughs) And he's like, oh, oh, look at that. And then he also brings out Kyle's favorite wrestler of today, L.A. Knight. Um, L.A. Knight cuts a promo on Roman Reigns. The crowd's loving it. This is your crown jewel match. Yep. I know he's not going to win it. Man, it's going to be so much fun to see him try. There right? could be shenanigans. I I think shenanigans shenanigans going to happen to lead into war games. Well, I mean, to be fair, that's what happens with Roman's matches mm-hmm. anyway. But I think in this situation, it has to happen. You cannot have LA Knight lose cleanly. It has to be interference. You can't disrupt his momentum. And yep. like Kyle said, it has to lead to some sort of solo Jimmy and whoever they want on their team. We'll get LA to that. Knight. We'll get to the other. Yeah. Team. Yep. Yeah. They've got to they've got to set up war games. With LA Knight involved with the bloodline, they can do it at Crown Jewel with some with with a screwy finish. Um, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. I mentioned that LA Knight faced Solo Sokoa in the main event. They made that challenge during this segment. Yep. Uh, because LA Knight 
basically didn't like how Solo was looking at him, and he's like, I'm going to fight anybody. I don't care. I love L.A. Knight. Um, so on Roman's way to the ring, though, to <laughs> sit ringside for L.A. Knight and yeah. Solo Sokoa, him and Heyman seem to run into a familiar face. And if there's any fucking doubt in anyone's mind that this is not the WrestleMania main event, you are sorely mistaken. We did get the first face-to-face since the night after WrestleMania between Roman Reigns with his fancy gold title and Cody Rhodes as they were walking up the ramp after their tag team title match. Dude, the tension was so deep in that stare down. So if you don't think Cody's beating Roman, we may have to wait another fucking six months, but we're gonna get there, boys. We're getting there. So good. We're getting there. (laughs) Still shouldn't be Cody, but go on. Shut shut, stop it. Stop it. I will die. He thinks he thinks it should be Seth and Seth should be a double champion. Go ahead. No, he thinks he thought it should have been Jay, but nah, this story's a lot better. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. SmackDown's kind of long-winded, but I've got a couple more things we need to talk about. Triple H made an announcement, as advertised, and he talked about – he brought out Adam Pearce, and he talked that Adam Pearce has been kind of the unsung hero of WWE TV uh, for the last three years. It's, It's a job that doesn't get a lot of praise. And to be honest, I think it's something as wrestling fans, we don't praise Adam Pierce enough. I think he's been great in this authority mm-hmm. figure role. I think he's one yep. of the best that we've had in a very long time. Um, but Triple H said that he is now solely in control of Monday Night Raw. So Adam Pierce is now the new general manager exclusively yeah. to Raw. So we get more of Adam Pierce and Chelsea Green. Love it. Yes, all for it. Perfect spot. <laughs> but that means SmackDown needs an authority figure, Kyle. And Christian, and Triple H, out of his bag of tricks, pulls out a GM that I don't think any of us would have predicted, but it makes perfect sense. At the same time, Nick Aldis makes his WWE WWE debut and is now the general manager of Friday Night SmackDown. Later on in the show, Nick Aldis makes his first big – oh, actually, sorry – his first big decision was bringing Kevin Owens exclusively to SmackDown now. Yeah, in the um, trade with Jay. Yep. Yes, in the trade with Jay. That's what the story was, apparently. I love how they followed up on it, but go on. Yep, love it. Um, and then backstage, he says, hey, Charlotte, you want a title match against EO Sky next week? You got one, right? Another big, big move. But as Charlotte's leaving his office... <laughs> There's another intense stare down between Charlotte Flair and Jade Cargill making Dude, her Jade SmackDown looks like debut. The biggest star in wrestling right now. So and they're presenting her as such. Yes. So we saw Jade at Fastlane. We did not see Jade on Raw. We did not see Jade on NXT. To my knowledge, we did. She teased we did. on Twitter. We did. Oh uh, no, it was last. When did they beat the them in the ratings? Tuesday. Was it last week? Yeah, it was yeah no, Tuesday. she was she was there. Yeah, she uh, she was um, she and um, Shawn Michaels had like a quick discussion. Yep. Ah, well, that's not going to lead to anything. It seems like Jade yeah. Cargill's going to SmackDown. Well, they're, what role. they're doing is they're teasing, like, okay, well, could she go here? Could she go there? It's I like it. I th- I think it's SmackDown right now. I mean, 
They're they're already teasing her and Charlotte. I, I said last week her, her and Rhea close to, to her, EO, her, but... and, her and Rhea would be money. Her and Raquel would be money. Her and Shayna would be money. He's got um your brand. But yeah, I, I mean think, Yeah, maybe, I mean I personally think that she's raw and then you put Kyrie on SmackDown. I, I think that's the direction I think they should go, but we'll see. Either we'll see yeah, what happens. We'll see. But um, yeah, WWE was loaded this week. Give me your guys' thoughts real quick. Uh, it was, I think it was probably maybe the best week all year, like top to bottom. And even NXT drew nine hundred twenty-five thousand people. Beat to watch. beat uh beat AEW in the ratings. I'll talk about that a little later. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But um, yeah, dude, it is it is hot. It's red hot right now. This is the biggest it's been since the Attitude Era. And with Triple H, it's just going to keep getting better. So just let him, you know, just just let him steer us right into WrestleMania, and we are going to have a good one. So I'm yeah. I'm all I'm very excited. But Christian, what do you think? I have a hot take about this week in WWE. I hot okay. Go ahead. My hot take is this is a top three weekly show week WWE has ever had. I mean, honestly, I mean it's definitely definitely bigger than. What Vince has done the last ten years, so yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. on that. Even even better than a lot, some of not even <clears throat> a lot of the Attitude Era Raws and SmackDown we got. And that's saying yeah. something. Mm. I mean, I can't argue with it there, but I mean, that's saucy, that's spicy right there. That's a spicy take. Yeah. Hot take. For but uh, all right, Christian, let's get to uh, AEW. WWE is loaded this week, but let's get an AEW. Well, before I do that, <laughs> we need to do our due diligence here. So, uh, to the audience, our guy Dylan got married on Saturday, so congratulations. Oh, yeah, that did happen. Right. It did? Oh. <laughs> it was, uh, okay. I must have been hanging out with Eric Bischoff. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, uh, Dylan, by the way, I couldn't get the big guy back there. I tried. Yeah, I was, ah, trying, to get, I mean, that's, that's I was trying to get X-Pac as my date, but, you know, turned down. He had to deal with Aubrey instead. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aubrey's hanging out with the X-Pac. Right. That would be quite the, uh, oh, quite the thing to, <laughs> to hear. But, uh, all right. Yeah. Let's get back to what. Let's go. Yeah, let's get to AEW. Let's go with, not Dynamite, but we'll go with Week. Uh, AEW Tuesday instead of Wednesday because the MLB playoffs. So, title Tuesday results. Starting at the top, Eddie Kingston defeats, and Kyle, you might have to help me with this one. Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki. Yep, did it. Minoru. Yep. And he retained the Ring of Honor world title. Brian Danielson defeated Swerve Strickland. It's probably the best AEW match this week, in my opinion. Oh, it was. Yep. Powerhouse Hobbs with Don Callis right next to him defeated Chris Jericho. You ask me, this is a win Hobbs needed because he had no direction before. And he basically squashed him. So Yeah, which is big for him. And he had Don Callis to him. Good stuff. And yep. For my favorite match result of the week, Orange Cassidy defeated Ray Phoenix to regain the international title. That title needed Orange Cassidy more than anything. So I am very happy for Orange Cassidy. Is once again. I think we're just at a kind of a stalemate with that title, but we'll we'll yeah. see what it leads to. I mean, if Moxley was healthy, it would it would be him. I mean, I think <laughs> we can all agree that if Moxley was there, because if not, then what does the win it all out mean? So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I think you know, 
it's reliable. I personally would have put it on somebody else and have like all new stories and everything like that, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Wardlow won a squash match against Matt Seidel, aka next. <laughs> Another great. See in see in WWE in a year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but uh, up next, Jay White defeated Hickman Page. Kyle said it so well. Those two cannot do any wrong. Both are very good workers, and seeing them in the ring was even better. And this was followed by a very entertaining promo between the um, uh, Bullet Club Gold and MJF. MJF came out and basically said, give me my title back. And he said, I earned that. I've spent my whole life working towards this. And Jay White says, you have to beat me for it. Personally, I thought MJF carried this promo a little bit. Kyle disagrees. So, Dylan, where do you Well, well, Juice definitely got the attention from this promo, but uh, for a couple mm-hmm. different reasons. But, uh, yeah, Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, M- MJF. This new MJF, the face MJF, I think I enjoy his promos more than him being just a generic. Ooh, that's ass. a hot take. Yeah, there's my hot take this week. That's a hot take. Yeah. Um, because I think like MJF to me has had the potential of sort of this, I don't want to say anti-hero, but kind of like smug face. I think it works for him. It does in a way, right? Like, because mm-hmm. you're going to get to a point where this guy's, and they did, where he got way too popular. You can't just boo him anymore. Um, so you got to change it up a little bit. I like what they're doing. He still has those snarky comments in his promos, but you know he is—he is a face. It's obvious. That's how they're booking him, and I—I I genuinely enjoy it. I think—I think he needed a refresh, but yeah. All right, what's next? Yeah, I still got two more shows covered after this, so let's try. Hikaru <laughs> Shida defeated Soraya to retain the women's world title. Now. I'm happy for Sheeta. I'm sure Kyle is. I'm sure Dylan is. But why did this happen? So I, I'm going to tell you exactly why I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, Tony Khan wanted the big moment for Soraya, you know, at All In, you know, with her, you know, family in the crowd. She want, He wanted that moment. But then I think he realized, I don't think Soraya can, you know, defend that title at a very high rate, you know, nope. for every single week. So they made the change to Sheeta. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but to me, it's um, it's in Los Angeles. That's where Mercedes is from. I think they're going to do Sheeta and Mercedes in that big, maybe even potential main event at at uh, at Full Gear, which will be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's where that's where I think it's going. But go on. And in the main event of Title Tuesday, Adam Copeland, aka Edge, defeated Luchasaurus in his AEW in ring debut. Off to Rampage, the artist, once again, formerly known as the Jericho Appreciation Society, defeated the Hardy Brothers and Brothers Zay in trios action. Jay Lethal defeats Trent Beretta. Sky Blue defeated Emi Sakura to become the number one contender for the TBS World <laughs> match, which would happen on the following day Collision. And the main event, the Blackpool Combat Club defeated the Gates of Agony. Off to Collision, Samojo retains his ROH television title, defeating and a very good Willie Mack showing. Deuce Robinson defeated Christopher Daniels, so he gets a nice little win there. The Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher defeated Boulder via a submission. In the TBS Championship match, Chris Statlander did unfortunately retain against Sky Blue. Keith Lee squashed Turbo Floyd, and in the main event of... <laughs> That's our boy. That's our boy. Oh, Floyd. 
In the main event of Collision, Christian Cage did successfully defend his TNT title against the Iron Dragon, Brian Dan. And that was AEW this week. I thought AEW was fine this week. Where are you yeah, at? no, it was it was a decent week. Yeah, um, I, I think they had some really good matches. You know, I, I think they were in a lose-lose situation with Sheeta and um, and Soraya because Soraya just can't, you know, like I said, can't defend the title at a high rate. And Sheeta is going to, again, to be a uh, transitional champion. Because they don't have anybody else to do it. So, well, they don't have, they, you know, they go back to over-reliable. And that's fine. I love Sheeta, but she deserves better than this. Yeah. But um, but then, you know, you have the controversial Bullock or uh, Bullock Cup Gold, you know, promo that, you know, I'm not going to touch on too on. But, um, I, you know, I, I think they did some pretty good stuff. But um, I, I, I definitely think that Tony Khan was uh, himself was the one that kind of held him back this week on his social media. But maybe we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> but uh, Oh, we will. But uh, don't what you think. Yeah, I thought AEW was fine this week. Um, yeah. Despite someone's antics on Twitter and apparently Matt Hardy going, oh, no, he's fine. We'll talk about yeah. Tony Khan. Yeah, and, um, um, and it looks like with uh, Julia Hart taking some time off, look yeah. for Sky Blue, you know, with the darker, you know, uh, makeup and everything. Looks like she is next in line for the House of Black. Maybe to replace her for the time being. So, Not again. I don't um, know. I don't know if that's going to work as well. I don't either, so, but it looks like that's where they're going. Also, like, Sky Blue just comes across as someone who can be a forever cheery baby face, and I wouldn't I wouldn't say anything about it. I think she I don't know why they took, her well. I don't know why they took Madison Rain from her. I thought that's where she was yeah. really excelling with someone like her and yeah. her side. But, you know. Sky Blue, uh, Sky Blue is a lot like Liv Morgan. Yeah. You know, I definitely see the similarities yeah. there. Yeah. 100%. Someone who could be just – a, a good baby face on the roster who I think can be a believable champion at times, depending on who she beats. Yeah. Sky blue does need some work though, much like Liv Morgan as well. But I think at, in that role with that character, they both execute them. Well, I don't see why to change it. Underdog. Yeah. And I just hope for sky blue. If she ever become a champion in a W the TBS title or the world title that she doesn't end up how Liv Morgan was where we're going to say, well, she's a better chaser than champion. That's yeah. what I'm afraid of with her. Well, uh, that yeah, happens a lot, though. So, yeah, yeah. Fortunately, people said that about yeah. Rollins for a long time too. Well, well look at Bianca. So, oh, yeah. oh. Uh, but we're gonna move on. Um, so let's talk about MLW this week. So last yes. night they had their slaughterhouse event in Philadelphia. Janai Kai beat Delmi Exo to capture the MLW Women's Featherweight Title, as Rocky Romero won the MLW World Middleweight Title from Akira. Alex Kane successfully defended the MLW World title against Filthy Tom Lawler. Also had a Minoru Suzuki on the card. However, the event was highlighted by Ricky Shane Page retaining the National Openweight title against Manders in a false count anywhere match that went 47 minutes. <laughs> Not many companies would have the co-main event go a half hour longer than the actual main event. When you look at MLW, they have a lot of stars, especially some that are on the rise, so not like fully established, um, mm-hmm. that just need more national attention. I know the NWA has announced that they're going to solid TV deal as MLW is seeking one as well. But my question to you guys is, is there any way MLW can maybe push an impact for like that solid third brand? Mm-hmm. And which one of the ex-WWE cuts could potentially help MLW get to the next level or just really help them. But uh, in my honest opinion, 
I think they need a little bit of help, um, star power in that woman's featherweight division. So I think Emma would be really good there. And then mm-hmm. Mustafa Ali would really work well with guys like um, Rocky Romero. So I'm, I'm, I think those two would definitely be mine. But um, we'll start with you, Don. Yeah, I, I do think there's a lot of potential with MLW. The more you rave about them, the more I look into it. I could totally see them with the right TV deal kind of sliding into that number three spot. Yeah. Um, as far as who I think would help, Mustafa does come to mind quite a bit. Um, but I'm honestly, I'm going to look at someone who isn't a free agent that could really help MLW. And I also think it could help them as well. And that's Karrion Cross. Uh, the, the, the latest run in WWE, I don't think has hit the way that it was supposed to. I don't really know why. Obviously, we know Triple H likes the guy, but something's not clicking. And maybe him going to an MLW where he can be the top guy or one of the top guys could not only benefit him, but also potentially propel MLW into, into greater stuff. But as far as someone well, who is available, Mustafa Ali, I think, does make the best uh, sense. Remember, Killer Cross was uh, in MLW for a little yes. bit, working yeah. with some of those guys. So yeah, we watched um, them in the in the what's it called? What's their big battle royal thing called? Battle Riot. Yeah, yeah Battle Riot. Um, yeah, and we, you know, you can you can kind of put two and two together that Karen Cross's rise was around the WrestleMania time, where it was a little bit more obvious Vince was in, you know, yeah. some of the decision making. Um, I have heard that he's in for a big push, so we're just going to see what happens with Cross, but. Uh, yeah. Christian, what do you think before we move on? Well, somebody, I mean, this isn't a WWE release, and this guy, we've talked about numerous times. You're going to know who I'm gonna, who I'm talking about as soon as I mention it. Big indie star, probably the biggest indie star in the whole world right now. But I like Matt Cardona, Foster, as much media attention as he gets and how good he is being the, you know, dream indie wrestler, I think mm-hmm. As an in- intrigue to that young roster, too. He can mentor a lot of wrestlers on that roster. Well, here's the thing yeah. about Cardona. I think if he were to ever leave the spot that he has on the Indies where he's making a shit ton of money, not only in merch, but just in, in his appearances alone and, like, the conventions that he goes to, signings that he does, I think there's only one shop in town that's going to be able to pay him. Yeah kind of what he's getting now the only thing that's going to keep him off the indies is wwe and his wife is there too Uh, however if possible that's a massive thing for mlw if they can pull that other guy that is another guy like cross who has worked with mlw now he's doing more stuff with nwa but yeah and could be the top guy or one of the top guys if he were there that's the reason i brought him up he's been there before he's down there I think it'd be a match made in heaven, but I I do feel insane. Yeah, that would have the full pockets to pay him as much as he'd want with how hot he is, and that yeah. is fortunately I I don't think he would ever go to AEW. I just don't think there's a good fit there. Not but with now, Chelsea yeah, and WWE. If he's ever leaving the Indies, he's going to want to work. With he's going WWE. Yeah. yeah, he's going straight to the main roster. But we so. don't. Well, yeah, but we don't know if that'll ever happen because he's. Yeah. It's hard to give up that gig that he has now. So yeah, yeah. well, then we'll have to uh, see with that one. But you guys ready for the Indies this week? Yes, sir. 
This week, I'll be highlighting Midwest All-Star Wrestling based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Talking about some of the action, starting with Jay Fowler beating Rampage Santana with a really nice back kick. Sierra beat Brittany Brooks with an inverted seating backbreaker. It's really hard to explain, but I think that was the best way to, uh, to clarify it there. There was also a tag match, including Violent Gentleman, Davey Bang, and August Matthews, and also Royal Flava. That ended in a no contest. We also saw the system and tag action to close the show. Really enjoyed the promotion here. Everything sounded great, and the production team did a great job. Um, everything sounded and looked fantastic. My MVP of the night goes to Brittany Brooks. I loved how she used facial expressions to put over how much pain she was in the match from Sierra's offense. It has a ton of potential down the road, so go check out MAW on YouTube. Awesome stuff. We will be sure to tag both the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. So you guys can give them a like and a follow. And if there's any promotions or wrestlers that you would like Kyle to spotlight for his indie segment, feel free to send your suggestions our way on social media. Yep, absolutely. Um, Superstar spotlight time. Dylan, who do you have for us? All right, I'm going to spotlight a legend this week um, because we brought up. Dude, I already talked about him. No. Um, I want to talk about a legend this week, someone that I highly respect. Um, and oh, so Hulk if, Hogan. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and if this person wrestled in a, if this person wrestled in a different era, despite what they accomplished, I feel like they would have accomplished so much more. Okay. Uh, so my spotlight this week goes to the great Gail Kim. Oh yeah. Uh, Gail Kim started her wrestling career in. December of 2000, she wrestled sporadically on the Indies before getting signed to WWE in 2002. After a somewhat lackluster and disappointing run in WWE that consisted of, well, how the women were booked in early 2000s WWE and a number of injuries, she was let go. And thankfully, that happened because we got to really see what Gil Kim was capable of. She had a highly successful run with uh, TNA. Uh, multiple knockouts championships. The glamour of WWE came calling back in 2008. Again, another lackluster run. I don't think she ever... I think she was women's champion at one point. I don't think she won the Divas title or anything. Um, And Gail Kim famously quit on screen, basically. I don't know if you guys saw this, but her last televised match was a battle royal that she eliminated herself and then requested her release not too long after. Hmm. So she goes back to Impact Wrestling, has another successful run that ultimately leads to her retirement and eventual Hall of Fame induction. Um, she now currently continues to work for Impact Wrestling as a producer backstage and as an agent uh, for a lot of the wrestlers. So she oversees a lot of the development in some of the younger wrestlers. Doesn't fully say what her role is. It's a pretty safe bet that she's probably working heavily with the women's division, but she has such a great wrestling mind that she can work really with anyone, and I think it would make sense. Um, she is a record-setting seven-time uh, TNA Knockouts champion. Uh, she also won the tag titles once with Madison Rain at her side. She was inducted in TNA's Hall of Fame in 2016, and she is regarded by Dave Meltzer as one of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time, and he said, quote, if she was in a different era... Who knows what she could have done? She was way ahead yep. of her time, basically. Um, so I just wanted to give a nice shout-out uh, to the legendary Gail Kim. Yeah, I mean, Gail Kim, definitely a legend. 
And uh, I love the work that she does with the knockouts. But uh, Christian, you have frozen. This week I have Vladimir Kozlov. No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I would have been okay with it, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, he just showed up on Impact. So. Yeah, it was so random, but go on. Well, that's the whole thing. But anyways, this week I would like to highlight an NXT women's wrestler. NXT women's wrestler is Roxanne Perez. This past week on the NXT show, where there was lots of main roster names for some reason, she faced Asuka on one match. This match was nothing crazy, but Roxanne Perez showed the ability that she can hang with some of the best as she hung in there with Asuka despite losing the match. She showed that just because Asuka is a top woman, top woman's wrestler in the whole world, that she can hang. And I believe she is main roster ready. However, she is needed heavily in a struggling NXT women's division. Yep. Yeah, I, they're definitely top heavy over there. And I, I, I've heard that they're trying. You know, they got Tiffany Stratton, who they're really pushing to the top. You already have uh, Blair Davenport, who I think is one of the best, too. She just not. I, I think she's main roster ready right now. She'd be okay. Then you have Meko Sedmore as well. But uh, ah, let her I mean, let her beat Becky for that title first. I'm okay who? with that happening. Blair Davenport. Yeah, I would love it. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think you know Dylan and I kind of watched her through the Indies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Roxanne Perez, that is, and I'm really excited to see what she does. I think she's main roster ready. I think she needs maybe a little bit better gimmick, but other than that. Um, I, wrestling wise, she's ready. And yeah. She's so young too. Yeah, twenty one years old, so yep. young. So the like the sky's the limit for Roxanne yep. Perez. Um, I personally like the match that she had with Asuka. Um, like like Christian said, it didn't really light up the world. Um, but she definitely showed that she can hang with the world's top talents. I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so mine this week uh, goes to Blake Christian. He has experience in NXT and ROH, but he has been really finding his rhythm on the indie scene. He is the current GCW world champion and has been for 133 days now. Very busy week. He has had six matches in seven days with a crazy schedule going four and two in those matches. I think he went from New Jersey to Japan to Los Angeles in like a six-day span. He retained the world title against Jimmy Lloyd, Jordan Oliver, and Paul London. In that time frame, uh, Christian has a crazy move set, insane high. He's an insane high flyer. Look for him to continue to get more spotlight in GCW this year. So, uh, Blake Christian is the uh spotlight this week. Dang, Christian, I didn't know you were a good high flyer. Oh, yeah, I can all, brother. <laughs> yeah, Christian hits 720s off the top rope. Yeah, you I, think I 450s do, are impressive? I can do triple that, but um. <laughs> So that is the uh, spotlight this week, but um, we gotta go. We gotta go to the uh, the bulk of the episode here. Oh yeah! All right, everyone, it's now time for the match type of tournament bracket. This has been one that we've been looking forward to. This has been highly requested. Thirty-two match types, and we will decide which is the most superior. Remember, when you decide, you have to consider obviously personal preference, importance, uniqueness, and how it can affect a feud. But with that being said, are you guys ready to uh, start? Oh, dude, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. So we have 32 different ones. Um, there might be a couple of, you know, people's <laughs> favorites that are left off, but we'll, um, we will try to highlight hey. as many as possible. <laughs> hey, um, real quick before we start the bracket, 
guys, for those who listened, I just did the math. Kyle just claimed he could do 24 full rotations off the top rope. Yeah, that's I can do that in my sleep, but uh, (laughs) I did the math wrong. We'll get the real number later. Let's get into this. Yeah, well, we got to get the stats team in there. So, Layla, (laughs) even you do, but uh, get her out. But uh, you guys ready for the first matchup? Oh, yeah. All right. First matchup the Steel Cage taking on the Dog Collar match. So, Steel Cage, Dog Collar. Dylan, we're going to start with you. I was, I was. Very intrigued on how these were going to be all matched up. Mm-hmm. I think due to not only personal preference, but also rarity, I'm going to go dog collar match. I think when a dog collar match is done well, they are brutal. They are nasty. And if you're into that kind of wrestling, I think it's perfect for you. Most mm-hmm. recently, I think, was the most recent dog collar match Punk and MJF? To my knowledge, so. yeah, yeah. So, and that was that was really good. That was Punk's best match in AEW. Punk's best match in AEW. That happened what March of 2022, so a year and a half yeah. ago. Um, that just shows how kind of rare those kind of matches yep. are. They happen a little more often on the indies. I feel like, obviously, due to their brutality, bigger companies don't touch them. But I'm gonna go dog collar match. I fucking love a good dog collar match. All right, Christian, uh, go to you. The thing about steel cage matches are that I kind of do like is they're a little bit like Hell in a Cell where they can be used to blow off a feud if done right. But some of my my one of my biggest issues with steel cage matches, not every steel cage match uses the cage fully. No. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's more so just kept as a barrier to keep the wrestlers inside. There are some matches that do show a good job of using the steel cage as a weapon. Then there are other matches you just kind of feel like they're just locked inside a cage. They're mm-hmm. not... The dog collar match, I think, could be another way to blow off feuds. And one of the things I love about dog collar matches, and this is just me being a sick, twisted individual, <laughs> the amount of blood that gets shed from them. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're into hardcore wrestling, I think a dog collar match is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Like, remember the MJF CM Punk match? Those guys. Brutal. And it was such a cool sight because in pro wrestling, we need blood and we need lots of blood. I'm going dog. You're going dog collar? Yep. Okay. So, the quick about this match of a steel cage. I think Becky and Trish was a really good example of if booked right, oh, it can be really good. Yes. Um, they did use the cage really often. Obviously, you can use the cage like Jeff Hardy, the Whisper in the Wind on Umaga. Got some oh. really good spots there. You had some really good matches between um, Triple H and Randy Orton, I believe, the steel cage match. Um, they might have a few of them, to be honest with you, and they were all good. But um, Dog Collar, again, that that's, like Dylan said, is very rare, and it feels like more of a blow-off to me, which, I mean, it doesn't really matter because steel cage can too, but uh, – if I'm picking my favorite here, I'm also going dog collar. So the uh, yeah. dog collar, and then maybe an upset is a advantage. I think so. I think I think. Well, there's better versions of the steel cage. I assume we're yep. talking about just the traditional, just yes, around just, like yeah. Like if I want a cage match, I'd rather have elimination we'll get chamber that. or hell in a cell. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll probably get to that. But uh, I'm you sure, guys I'm sure they'll get brought up. Yeah, yeah. All right, the I quit match. Ooh. We'll be taking on Monsters Ball. 
Ooh. So, uh, Christian, why don't you uh, start us off there? Yeah, I love I Quit matches. I love how physical they get. I love how violent they get. And it's a match where you're not submitting. You're not getting pinned. You're looking the other man in the eyes and saying, you're better than I am. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Here's the issue of every I Quit match. This has been discussed between us three. The babyface always wins. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if it's a babyface versus heel few and they announce an I quit match, you can just say, oh, well, the babyface is going to win because yeah. they're not going to yeah. let the babyface say I quit. That's where Vince always screwed up. Like, have the heel win it for once. Well, yeah, well, you always it, put John Cena in there. Yeah, John was always in the I quit and, matches. But I, 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 I like Christian's point of, you know, have, have a heel beat the face yeah. and yeah. it makes them look even more intimidating. Yeah. Right. And Monsters Ball is one of my favorite all-time match types, personally. I mean, the whole thing behind it is it's two guys locked in, what, dark rooms and... For 24 hours? Yeah, and kayfabe, they can't eat or drink anything, so it makes them, like, hungry just to want to murder somebody. And in these Monsters Ball matches, I mean, you see about every single weapon, TNA or Impact, whatever it is, has to offer use and... It was Abyss's signature match for a long time. I don't. I think some of the recent ones haven't been as good. But no. When done right, I mean, it could be a five-star match. I'm going Monsters Ball. Yeah, the Monsters Ball is just so iconic. I just love the whole backstory behind it. I quit matches again can be uh, can be really useful as well. To you know, this could kickstart a feud. Really, if it may, or maybe I should say. It could be a good second match, or it could be a good blow-off. Um, obviously, you can go all, the, all, all over the arena, and uh, you have the decision there. Monsters Ball um, is just one big extreme rules match, basically, but um, yeah. with a little bit more weapons. I'm going Monsters Ball all day long. Yeah, I, I, I can tell I'm not going to convince you guys. My vote here is I quit match. Despite its predictability a lot of times, I do enjoy the kind of more straightforward um, and the untraditional finish. Um, I do like a Monsters Ball match. This isn't me saying that I hate that match at all. I do think <laughs> a little bit of the backstory is just kind of too gimmicky for me, and it kind of makes me giggle. But then when the match actually happens, they're always good. They're always fun. Um, but just due to the – but you still win a Monsters Ball match by pin. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to give a slight nod to the I quit match just because it is more untraditional. Like Christian said, you're not tapping out necessarily. You're you're legit verbally going like, I can't take this anymore. The humiliation that yeah. comes into that kayfabe, um, the kayfabe humiliation, um, that's going to get a slight nod. But, you know. I, I'm, I, I have to go Monsters Ball. Yeah, I know you're not bud- – I know Christian's not budging on oh. him with his hardcore yeah. wrestling, but I just wanted to get that point out. All right, so dog collar monsters ball. That is going to be uh, quite that's the. A, uh, that's matchup. a brutal next round. Yeah, it is. So going to the uh, bottom of this uh, quadrant, War Games will be taking on the Beat the Clock Challenge. Oh. So I think the Beat the Clock Challenge is very underrated. Now it was really good in the you know the era because Vince doesn't love the longer matches. So obviously, like you can win for five minutes and then the next person that comes on has to try to beat that um i growing up really enjoyed it 
I mean, come on. I mean, I absolutely love war games. I love the whole, you know, team aspect of it. I love the dual cages, you know, people coming out, you know, every, what, four, five minutes or something like that. Um, and then it can't start until everyone's in a cage. I just – quickly, I'm going war games. But uh, don't go ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. War games is just iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much different. Um I gave a nod to a match for its untraditional finish. Um, War Games is about as untraditional as you can get. It's not one ring, it's two. Um, And different companies have their own different variations. Some put roofs on them, some don't. Um, It is what it is. But the general concept of War Games, it's a no-brainer. Yep. Christian, go ahead. Yeah, last year was my first experience to War Games, and I absolutely loved it. I was never a big fan of the Beat the Clock Challengers, I'll be honest. I thought they were a little quirky at times. But okay. I I loved War Games last year. That was my first experience ever. I mean, I know I've got more down the road coming. But it was an absolute joy, and I can't wait to see this year's War Games. War Games, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, War Games and Moose on there. Going to the last matchup in Quadrant 1, the Parking Lot Brawl. Taking on the stretcher match. So, uh, Christian, we'll let you start. So, the stretcher match. This, again, is another one of those not a traditional finish. You have to get your puck on the stretcher and push him against the yellow tape line or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ramp. Another match that you don't frequently see. My the most notable one I think of is the Matt and Jeff Hardy one on SmackDown, where not only did they use the stretcher to wheel Jeff up to the ramp, but they used it as a weapon. I mean, you've seen Jeff riding it, you've seen the stretcher getting pushed into each other, and you've seen Jeff jumping off. I mean, it was so cool. And Triple H and Randy Orton have had one, and there's been a lot of great ones. The parking lot brawl. Somebody remind me. Is that one by like knockout or something? Yes, like kind of, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like a backstage brawl. It's just, yeah, it's just strictly in that area. Like they like don't a, go anywhere else but that. Yeah, yeah. It's like a street fight without pins. If you remember from the old games too, they did a really good job of um, demonstrating that too. So, oh yeah, like in the road to WrestleManias and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stage brawls. Yeah, okay. and even like back in oh like oh six oh seven. Like, just strictly in that parking lot. Um, I know, like, some have done, like, they parked cars, like, around, like, a little bit <laughs> circle, and then they just go there. So, there's there's different concepts to it, but, yeah, basically, you're just in that backstage area. The, the thing about parking lot bras, and it just kind of takes takes it away from me, is they're never really announced matches. They just kind of happen. Yeah. And somebody gets the shit beat out of them until they're knocked out, and then they cut something else. I think that's a little bit kind of dumb to me personally as much as I love seeing somebody get the shit beat out of them in wrestling I just don't like how it's organized and brought up it just kind of happens it's never an announced match like they never announce a parking lot brawl match it just happens stretcher matches I love I love the idea I think it's very creative and I love what they can do with the stretcher I'm going stretcher match alright uh, I will go or don't go ahead yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I'm going to go stretcher match. Um, I think it's – I, again, dig the untraditional feel, very similar to an ambulance match, um, which I know Kyle really likes. 
and when stretcher matches are done well, they they're they're great. Um, so I'm going stretcher match. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy myself. I'm going stretcher. Uh, <clears throat> as we head to quadrant two, we got a big one: the Hell in a Cell match going against the Championship Scramble. So Dylan, why don't you uh, kick us off? I'm sorry, I missed the first one. You cut out. What's the? Sorry, uh, Hell in a Cell and Championship Scramble. Serious? What? That's Hell in a Cell. I'm not even giving an explanation. Next. All hell right. Christian, uh, go ahead. Yeah, it's this is really easy. Hell in a Cell. Okay. Well, I listen, I really like the Championship Scramble, but obviously the we're concept, all going Hell in a Cell. But... Yeah. The concept of the Championship Scramble is great. This was a poor draw for that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Um, next matchup, we have the 30-man Battle Royal, essentially the Royal Rumble match, taking on the Boiler Room Brawl. So a lot of these took place, bef- not before our time, but early 2000s. So, Dylan, do you want to get into what basically the Boiler Room Brawl is? Yeah, the Boiler Room Brawl was actually Mankind's signature match. Um, I believe it dated. It was during the Attitude Era, so it's actually a little older than the early 2000s. Um, I believe it was first introduced against The Undertaker. I could be wrong. Um, I'm probably wrong. But, yeah, it's, it's basically a, a parking lot brawl in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. It's kind of similar similar concept. It's just you're in a boiler room, which is much creepier looking than, than just the parking lot or, you know, backstage area that had a lot and of then the space. temperature you know can affect you too yeah 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 if you've ever been in a boiler room of like a like a big building or a corporate building or you know for, for them it was arenas but if you've ever been in one of those things or even seen what they look like they're fucking creepy yep. um so it fit the mankind character i think perfectly so where are you going hmm. again it's a poor paul <laughs> it's a poor poll you can't you can't go against the uh how iconic the the Royal Rumble is, and I'm assuming that's what we're talking about. We're not just talking yes, about a regular. It is the Rumble. Royal Rumble. Um, the surprises that come with the Rumble, the excitement that comes. I mean, the Royal Rumble is by far my favorite pay per view of the year. I look forward yep. to it the most. So, we could probably make the argument that the Royal Rumble is my favorite match, in a way, because that's what the pay per view is built around. So I'm going yep. Royal Rumble. No, right, no easy. brainer. Easy Royal Rumble, Christian. Yep. Yeah, I also just don't have enough viewing experience of Boiler Room Brawl to really say if I like it better or not. Yeah. And yep. I'm a huge fan of the Royal Rumble as well. It's my second favorite year. Yep, so Royal Rumble will be taking on the Hell in a Cell match in the oh. second round. <laughs> so uh, so the, the next match, the casket match, taking on TNA's King of the Mountain match. So, basically, if you don't know what the King of the Mountain match is, it's basically like a reverse ladder match match where you have to, like, put the strap on it, and then there's, like, penalty boxes, so you can be ineligible to put the title on there. So, this is in, like, one, you either absolutely love it or absolutely hate it. Dylan and I have said it before, we're on totally opposite sides. I love the King of the Mountain match. So I think it's one dumb. of my I think it's actually one of my favorite concepts in TNA. Um, I you know, the casket match too. I mean, it's it's very unique. You got to um, basically KO your opponent so much, put them in the casket. Um, I think it's been a little overdone. I, I think there has been some snoozers in there. 
um, just because you don't really have to be KO'd. You know, some people have just, you know, basically just messed up once and then they got shoved in. But um, I think it's pretty easy. I'm going king of the mountain, but uh, don't go ahead. Such a dumb match. It's so stupid. I hate the King of the Mountain match. I just praised how much I love the Royal Rumble match. I fucking hate the King of the Mountain match. It makes no sense. Why are there penalty boxes? I, I uh, Put the belt on the hook? This is so stupid. <laughs> it was just a way of TNA trying to be different at the time, which I love it. a lot of things they did at the time were awesome. Ultimate yeah. X, great. I hope that's brought up soon. Um, dude, the fucking King of the Mountain match is so stupid. Casket match. In a similar sentiment to that the Boiler Room mm-hmm. brawl is is mankind's thing, I don't think I've ever seen a casket match that didn't have The Undertaker in it. And I don't count Darby Allen's coffin matches. Oh, you know, okay. I, okay. I, 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 look, nothing against them. I'm assuming they're being lumped in here, um, which is fine. It's not going to change yes. my vote. Um, but the casket match to me, that was always The Undertaker's thing. Yeah. You know, okay. Darby having the coffin drop, like it does make sense for him to do it too. And his definitely are more more brutal and vicious. You don't get the snoozers that, that Taker had. But also, that was just how – I don't want to say Taker was a snoozer because he wasn't, but he's a big guy wrestling probably another big guy. That's probably why they didn't gel as well. But I'm going – I don't care which variation you're talking about. Casket match, coffin match is 100 times better than that stupid King of the Mountain match. But, so there had in WWE, there's been five non-Undertaker casket matches. What are they? Really? Um, now I'm intrigued. So uh, last year, uh, Apollo Crews beat Grayson Waller in NXT. Um, Did not know that happened. Uh, Daniel Bryan beat Kane in 2015 on SmackDown. Ah, Kane in affiliation, okay. I'll give that. I'll give uh, that a pass. Kane beat Triple H. I'll give that a pass. Still has Kane in it. Uh, Midian and Visura beat Triple H. That's stupid. Okay. And that's it. So only four. I'm going to watch that last one. I'm going to watch yeah. it as soon as we're done, calling it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, so real quick before um, Christian gets into it. So the king of the mountain, the the reason or the behind the penalty box is if you get pinned, then you have to go to the penalty box for two minutes, and then you can't, you know, obviously put the title on the strap. But uh, go ahead with your Why book. are you pinning? What do you mean? What? You get pinned? Don't you yeah, also Yeah, you can to... get pinned in the match. You have to, you have to fight. For the right to be in the ring as well, too, right? Yes. Like yes. You, you brawl outside and you have to force your Christian. This should be fucking easy. Well, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest with both of you. I don't like either match type. <laughs> I never, I never. Yeah, I mean, they, you can't really these go wrong with either one. Yeah, <laughs> these aren't my go-to's either. No, they're say. not. I, I'm, I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm not, not looking mountain, but. Uh... I, I'm kind of with Dylan. I think the King of the Mountain match is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> there's a lot of rules. There's, there's a lot of rules. I will yeah, see, and I'm a I'm a, a stupid idiot wrestling fan. Man. Yeah, I see, need, he's I need not... things to be simpler. Put that guy in that box. Got it. I can do that. Oh, you got to get in the uh, ring first, and then if you get pinned, <laughs> oh, you got to go stand out in the parking lot, smoke a cigarette with your cousin named Sid. Like, this is stupid. This is dumb. It sounds like they're trying to mix in like hockey rules and shit. They, it, 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 TNA at that time when that match was introduced just wanted to do anything different from WWE to what be that? like a true alternative, which I will give credit to. I respect I, that a shit ton. And they got a lot right. 
you know, like I said, Ultimate X. Like they did a lot of things very well. Monster that X. was not one of them. Yeah, the one last year, the Queen of the Mountain was really good. I didn't even know they're still doing them. <laughs> yeah, so the Queen, they did Queen of the Mountain at anniversary. I don't know, uh, Christian, have you seen it? It was really, really good though. So I would, uh, I actually would check that one out. And uh, Mia Yim was actually in the match too. So. Huh. Yeah, she. Um, so, uh, are you voting casket? I am voting casket. Well, uh, they have a very tough draw. Um, so, we got the Iron Man match Ooh. taking on the death match. So, the death match we're really putting up as, like, any indie promotion, you know, with light tubes and all right. these, you know, glass, all these different weapons. Um, Dylan, we're going to start with you again. Um, where are you going, Iron Man and death? Who? All right. So I think it's pretty easy, but I think it's it it it, I, it ugh, man, it it all is an acquired taste uh, yeah. for both. One, you have to be a fan of some resemblance of violence and hardcore wrestling to enjoy a death match. You have yep. to be into that brutality. Not a lot of people are, and I I can get that. I understand that. I like it. Christian loves it. Like. Yeah, they I are like fun to, to yeah. watch. Um, the Iron Man match, you got to be okay watching super long wrestling matches. Yes. That's, again, the casual fan doesn't like to do. Uh, sure. That's why you saw a lot of those very bad years in WWE, pay-per-view matches, 15 minutes. And that was like, wow, someone got 15 minutes. That's awesome. Now it's like if you don't get 20, you know. Uh, yeah. Then we have problems. Yeah. It's very like that's a very pro wrestling thing, longer matches. So Iron Man matches again, you have to be okay watching the same two people in the ring for an hour or in some cases 30 minutes. Um dude, this is actually much harder than I thought it was gonna be. And then I dove into <laughs> both matches and then I talked myself yeah. into a corner. Um the hardcore stuff is a lot of fun, but I am a massive fan of, of people who can go the distance, that endurance style wrestler. So I'm going to mm. go Iron Man match by a smidge, by a hair. All, right. All right, Christian, go ahead. Listen, I like Iron Man matches. I like watching them. I didn't like how NXT Black and Gold only made it 30 minutes, but different story. The 60 minute ones are all very, very fun. But come on. Look who you're talking to now. It's deathmatch all the way. Yeah, yeah. This is an interesting one. Um, You either have the longer matches, and not saying that deathmatch can't be longer because they Mm -hmm. absolutely can. And then you have all the weapons. Um, Here is my issue with the deathmatch. If if you put these two matches together, I think I would rather watch an Iron Man match like more consecutively than the deathmatch. I I don't know. To me, I can only watch maybe a death match a week, and then like I'm like okay, like I need you know more normal seer. So I I I'm going Iron Man. So what? Uh, I don't know. I I just I think I preferred that a little bit more than the death match. But the Iron Man match moves on there. Sad now. <laughs> um, are you guys ready to move on? Yeah. Ultimate X. We'll be taking on the Empty Arena match. So we don't get a lot of these, but the Empty Arena match is a very interesting concept if done well. Uh, To my knowledge, I believe Black and Gold did do one. Um, But, uh, and I remember really enjoying it. It's a really cool visual. 
come on. Ultimate X, I think, is might be the most creative match ever. Yeah. And um, I, this is easy. Uh, Christian, what do you got? Oh, yeah. This, I'm going Ultimate X. This yeah. is too easy. Ultimate X. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dylan. That, that's the best match type TNA ever did. Yep. As far as TNA's originals, it doesn't get better than the Ultimate X. So. All righty. So uh, Ultimate X moves on. All right. Two out of three falls. We'll be taking on the Buried Alive match. So, uh, Christian, why don't you start us off? I mean, the Buried Alive match is another one of an Undertaker state. And it, again, is a very creative finish. You have to bury your opponent in kayfabe cement. <laughs> and we've seen, hell, we've seen the Undertaker himself get buried. Yeah. So the Undertaker didn't win every match, so they were unpredictable, which I liked because the same guy wasn't winning. Now, didn't Paul Bear get buried once? Uh, he got, he got, he was in a big tube or, or box yeah. and they filled oh. it with cement. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. WWE's I, weird, man. Yeah. It's There's some weird stuff. <laughs> the one very live match I remember was The Undertaker and Kane when the Nexus erupted. Uh, wasn't The Undertaker and AJ a buried alive match? Uh, Boneyard match, yeah. technically. We didn't even know what that was supposed to be. What we got, I don't even. I it, it, it technically was a buried alive match. I mean, it ended that way. It, but wasn't, it wasn't wasn't built that way. It wasn't very good either. What? what? I I didn't. Know. Oh my! Whoa. We don't, Kyle. We don't have time for this now. But you yeah. are. You have lost your. Goal, yeah, dude. My that friend. match was so. The good. boneyard match wasn't good. I I was bored. I was bored halfway through. What? Oh, bored. I don't. We that's oh. another episode. But oh, wait, where, where are you going? Buried alive or two out three falls? <sighs> Issue with two out three falls is you know each wrestler is getting one fall each. Maybe in this um journey that we're on, maybe not. Oh well, don't spoil anything. I won't say anything, but there's possibility. But ninety percent of two out three falls matches I've watched. Each one's gotten one point, and it's predictable. Yeah. Like, well, this is going to the third fall, no matter what. Yeah, but it's a. I mean, that's fun. Still, you know, oh, you yeah. got intensity. You don't uh, know who's going to win the third fall. I don't mind. It's just the predictability for me. Buried alive matches are less predictable, so just for that reason, I'm going buried alive. Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting one. Um, buried alive wasn't really in our time. Um, but, uh, you know, we did, you know, obviously see highlights and went back and watched the matches. Um, really creative. Um, it does take place on like right next to the stage too, which I, I also kind of like is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it starts in the ring though. Yeah. 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 And then it doesn't have to end in the ring. Uh, two out of three falls is more traditional, kind of more my style. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, even though the, they're pretty predictable that they are going to three falls here. I'm unpredictable about like. When's it going to end? And then who is going to win? Um, just for my taste, I mean, both of these matches aren't going to set the world on fire. And with, you know, who they're facing next, um, I'm going two out of three falls. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with either way, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, the visual of a Buried Alive match is awesome. Yeah. And the creativity of it, like, is cool. But, I, I, again, I'm not crazy about super, super gimmicky wrestling matches um and two out of three falls b 
being obviously a little more traditional, you also have a little more flexibility too. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it's a straight up traditional two out of three falls. Sometimes it's no DQ. Sometimes it's three stages of hell, which is just you know a two out of three falls. Um, so there's different variations of it. You can be more flexible and more creative. I think what you do there, and despite most of them going, that is my biggest complaint of them is they always go to the third fall. So, like Christian, I think that is dumb, but it's not always guaranteed who's going to win. It's no. like an it's it's an endurance match that can go either way. It's not like an I quit match where it's like the face is winning this, or a lot of times last man standing matches lean more towards the face. This one really doesn't lean towards either side. It's just beat yeah. that guy twice. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going two out of three falls. All right, so two out of three falls is moving on. Next matchup. The Elimination Chamber taking on the first blood match. Oh, so uh, Dylan, let's get started. Elimination Chamber, first blood. The concept of first blood is cool, but guys, if you like scrape your elbow, you lose that match. Yeah, like it's called so legitly because it has to. Like, yeah, some of the spots are planned to try and bust you open, but like, dude, you could fall out of the ring, scuff your knee up, and it's like, oh. Charlotte's bleeding. Loser. Come on. It's Elimination Chamber. No brainer. Yeah, this, this is easy. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber is one of my wet pro wrestling dreams. Yeah. yeah. The, first blood, so, um, the first blood match can go so wrong so easily. Yeah. You take but a it can also be really the, good, though. Yeah. Yes, when done, executed perfectly. But sometimes you take an elbow to the jaw, your gum bleeds. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah. that's, it's just, yeah. So um, we're going to get on to the next match. The four-corner strap match. Taking on the Inferno match. So these are very different matches. Um, I'll start here. So obviously for reasons they don't do a lot of Inferno matches, um, the, (laughs) uh, you know, Edge, uh, McFoley, uh, I believe it it was Kane and MVP. That was the that, last official yeah. Inferno match was Kane versus yeah. MVP. So there are just some examples of the. I mean, they were very interesting and they're good. Um, again, could you could you watch it every time? Um, where does it kind of go into a feud? I mean, setting a guy on fire absolutely can end the feud, but <laughs> it can keep it going. You know what I mean? So it, um, the four corner strap match, I think, is actually one of the most interesting. Um, stipulations in wrestling because you're obviously you're tied to a strap with somebody else and then you want to talk about unique finish you have to basically pat each corner of the ring to basically KO your opponent and go around and you have to drag them because it's not always that long a strap so you gotta you know basically hold them and drag them across the ring um it's close I like both of them um I mean, obviously, what they're going against, but I'm going four corner strap match here. Uh, Christian, where are you going? I think this is very simple. I'm going Inferno match, and I don't think it's relatively. I mean, how many how many match types do you get to set your opponent on fire? <laughs> I mean, you can you can do an extreme rules, but obviously, you don't. You I don't mean, do it all. I mean, in these matches, Edge and fun. Edge and Mick Foley lit each other on fire. They didn't have to have the yeah. ring surrounded in it. Well, like, okay, I see what you mean, but the whole goal is to set your opponent on fire. Not pin <laughs> it or yeah. say I quit. It's to set them on fire. 
which my sick, twisted mind loves it. Yeah, dude, how do you... <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to go... I already forgot what it's facing because... The four-corner just... strap match. The four-corner strap match, yes. It really I'm doesn't matter go... what goes on. I'm going to go four-corner strap match here. Wow! The Inferno match, to me, is just a really cool visual. Yeah. I have never seen a good Inferno match, ever. Ever. They're all snooze fest. They're all dumb. They just look super cool. But I just also can't get over how you light someone on fire and then you show up to work with them. Like, no, if a coworker lit me on fire, like I'm fucking suing. Like, it just makes no, I get it's pro wrestling, but like, I don't know. I dig a little more of the realism in the sense of like trying to physically drag someone you're like tethered to. So you can tap all four corners, which is kind of corny, but I think they're more dramatic. So I'm going yeah. uh, four corners. Well, I did not think I was going to uh, be huh. saying that to move on. But um, next matchup in the lower quadrant, only four more until we get to the second round, the street fight taking on the ladder match. So don't go ahead. I love them both, but I'm keeping it short and sweet. When ladder matches are done right, they are flawless. Um they are like perfection of pro wrestling. So I'm going ladder match. Ladder. Um, Christian. Ladder match moves on. All right. Yeah, going yeah, that's, right that's in, easy. Going right into the next uh, matchup, we have the ambulance match taking on the ECW Extreme Rules match. So um, listen, the, the ambulance matches can be interesting. Um, they're not all really bangers but um I, I i think it's a kind of interesting concept but um once you get into the ecw extreme rules catalog i mean there's so many good ones mm-hmm. i think this is pretty easy i'm going extreme rules but uh christian what do you think oh god oh by a mile extreme yeah rules. yeah extreme rules let's move on all right so uh that's gonna be a good one and the uh round two we got some good ones but um we have the last man standing match taking on Feast or Fired from TNA. So for those that are not aware of this concept, basically there's about 15 to 20 guys in a ring and there's basically like four poles with uh, briefcases on top of them that are chained. And when one guy you know gets the one, um, when all four are taken at the end, um, it's basically like a double or nothing kind of concept. Well, one guy gets a world title match. One person gets a tag team title match. One person gets the exhibition title match. And then one person is also fired. So I do, I really, really like the concept of a uh, feast or fired. And the, I was actually watching a match of that. And it's not bad. Mm-hmm. You got the last man standing match too. You got to hold your opponent to the, uh, to the 10 count um, when done well. I mean, we, we saw what Rollins and Nakamura could do. Yeah. Um, I'm going upset. I am actually going to take future fired. I don't have any confidence that it's going to move on, but uh, Dylan, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I, to me, it's, it's simple. I think the last man standing match is superior here. You can get very creative with the last man standing match. I've seen it be very dramatic, like we just saw Rollins and Nakamura. I've seen them be goofy, like Batista and John Cena, where he fucking taped them to the ring post. Yeah. Um, and I've also seen them be the most wild, bonkers thing I've ever seen, like Brock driving a tractor and trying to flip a ring over at SummerSlam. 
Um, all are a lot of fun. Feasts are fired. I I dig the you don't know what you're going to get kind of thing. You don't always want to be the first one to pull the briefcase down. You could pull yeah. down the fired one. Um, and everyone thinks briefcase number one, oh, that's where the world title is. Like, no. So I, no. I, I dig that, but I'm going last man standing here. All right, Christian, go ahead. Did I just put the band-aid off? Yep. I'm going feast or fired. Ooh. Oh. Nice. I, I got to have one of my TNA gimmicks in here, Dylan, so I'm glad I got one. Uh, look, the last man standing match is cool and all. It's always very violent, very physical. A lot of weapons get used. But some, just some of the finishes we've seen in Last Man Standing, I've never really been a fan of. And I, I share the same sentiment about the I Quit match. The baby face always wins, it seems like. And it's just too predictable. With Feast or Fired, it's pure unpredictability. Yeah. I mean, Roman, Roman beat Brock. Brock was the face in that match. Is Brock a baby face, Dylan? At the time, he was. Is Brock a baby face? At the time of that match, he was. He was, but I mean, it's also Brock. But I think I think the feast for fire, in my opinion, is just more creative. So, and I I like the Look, intrigue of the match. So. I don't I don't dislike feast or fire. I don't want that message to come across. It's just here, I would go last man standing. But I do like the right. feast or fire match. I do like the concept. <laughs> All right. Um. Wow. Um. So we got quite the matchup. We have the tables, ladders, and chairs match going against three stages of hell. So, uh, Dylan, why don't you kick us off here? I know where Christian's going. Um, But, I mean, look, a TLC match is just a ladder match. (laughs) Yeah, just with two more weapons. But it's also like, why couldn't I use that chair in that ladder match? Yeah, like that's no DQ as well, but yeah, you know that's just getting nitpicky. Um, in kayfabe, the TLC match is a lot of fun from oh, yeah. from get go. That match was iconic. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, there's not really a ton of stinkers in in TLC's catalog. Uh, tough one. Three stages of hell. I get like each each fall is a different stipulation. So I that's think there's a only lot been of... five in WWE, right? Yeah, there hasn't been a ton. And honestly, I can't even remember when the last one was. It was in 2019. That recent? Yes. Who was it? I can't say because it was black and gold. Oh, okay. I remember it. Nope. I was talking like, and, and that turned out to be pretty good. Yeah, I was but talking one... about. I was talking so about the one... main roster. But, okay, yeah. so the one before that was uh, June sixteenth, two thousand thirteen. John Cena Ryback. I know. Oh, okay. I vaguely remember that, but yeah. Then, then that that was a lumberjack match, tables and ambulance, and the one before that was Randy Orton Triple H Standard False Count Award, then Stretcher. Yeah, yeah. So that was at No Mercy, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, where are you going? This is tough, man. This is tough. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to follow my heart here since I'm in a loving mood. Going TLC. All right. Christian, go ahead. See, I love TLC matches. I mean, especially the table and ladder spots. Those are always great. My one complaint about TLC match 
there's always some high flyer in it that's going to jump off the ladder when they're with their opponent laying on a table. We all know it's always coming. Look, it's always great to see, and it's always amazing. yeah. I'm not saying, are, are you mad? No, <laughs> no, no. It's just we always know it's going to happen. Yep. Somebody's going to get pushed off the ladder in the ring. Yep. A lot of that. That's my main complaint. A lot of the same stuff happens in TLC matches, just with different wrestlers. But three stages of hell, they don't do the same three stipulations. No, mix it up. Never know what you're going to. Well, I mean, you do know what you're going to get, but it's never the same. Which I like. I mean, it's like you said. There was one with a normal false count anywhere stretcher, and then there was one with what ambulance. Uh, lumberjack, yeah, yeah, lumberjack tables. You yep. you very easily could make one of the falls in a three stages of hell TLC. That, yeah. that like that could be the final fall. If it's for a title, yeah, yeah. Which hell, I'd be down for it. So just for the fact that it's different every single time in three stages of hell, I'm going three stages of hell. Yeah, this is really tough because um, correct me if I'm wrong, Edge. And John Cena had a was that TLC? Yeah. yeah. And then Edge was, Taker was TLC, correct? That was that wrestling. Uh, no, Edge. that was at that wasn't was that at Mania? No, 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 no. That was um it that was after, it was it was during that feud, but it was after Mania. Back um up. I think it was um one night stand two thousand eight. Okay. But it so, was but it was TLC. Yeah, because that led to their SummerSlam match. So I'm okay. pretty sure it was if Undertaker lost, he had he, oh, he was fired or something. Yeah, the whole thing with Vicky Guerrero and all. Yeah, that. which was just the way for the Undertaker to get the summer off, and yeah, yep. he was coming. But anyway, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is interesting here because I love the two out of three fall concept. Like I, you know, I voted in the other one. Um, the the thing about this is it's basically a two out of three falls with just an added stipulation to it. Mm-hmm. So there's not really like that. I, I don't know. It's just not as creative. Um, I can see that. Cl- close, close, close. I'm going TLC. Close. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for free state hell. I, I, I can understand that. All right. So we're going to go back to the top. Dog collar. Monster's ball. Uh, Dylan, where are you going? Dog collar. All right. Um, I'm going to make short and sweet. I'm going Monsters Ball. And uh, Christian, you are going to have the final say. Tough. I love both. I'm going Monsters Ball. All right. Monsters Ball will go to the quarterfinals. All right. Next matchup, the stretcher match. Taking on War Games. Um, I love the stretcher match, but War Games is absolutely one of my favorite concepts. So I'm going quickly. I'm going war games, but Christian, go ahead. I'm also going war games. All right, Dylan. Yeah, both are a lot of fun, but gotta go war games. Thank you, All Dusty, right. for war games. All right, next matchup: the Hell in a Cell match versus the Royal Rumble. So, uh, Christian, why don't you get us kicked <laughs> off here? Jesus Christ! This could be a final, and we're getting around two. So, yeah. The the problem with Hell in a Cell is. WWE over the last few years has done a terrible job with it. They they've watered it down. They really have. Yeah, they watered it down. They should never gave it its own pay per view. That that's always been one of my main. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. one Vince, but yep. Yeah. And 
it made it feel less important because originally the whole idea was for it to be a match to blow off feuds, but they gave it a whole spot on the calendar, which just takes away from a lot of it for me. Yep. Now the Royal Rumble is the same way; it does have a spot on the pay per view, but the unpredictability in it. And and I think the the stakes, right? I mean, yeah. we also got the main event of WrestleMania, so yes. Hell in a Cell, and I mean, they're not always used to blow off feuds. There are some times we still see the feuds going on after that. Yeah. Once you win at the Rumble, you're booked for the main event. You're, you're booking your ticket, yeah. 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 So, maybe a shocker. I'm going to Rumble. Yeah, I, um, I really like Hell in a Cell. I mean, obviously, you, have, you had Taker Mankind. You had uh, Taker Triple H. You also had uh, Orton. Taker was also in the Hell in a Cell, correct? Yes, I'm just making sure I, I did see that match and that wasn't a dream. But um, the Royal Rumble, I, I think it's just one of the best concepts. Um, I'm going Royal Rumble. But, uh, Dylan, do you have any complaints about that? I mean, obviously not. I said in the last round, the Royal Rumble is my favorite match concept of all time. So, yeah. Okay. I right. love the Hell in a Cell, though. When done right. But I have screamed on this show so many times they should have never gave it its own paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Money in the Bank made sense getting their own pay per view. I dig that. I don't. I, yeah, it, it it ruined that match for me. Yeah. Um, we're gonna move on. The casket match taking on the Iron Man match. Uh, don't go ahead. I'm going Iron Man match. All right, Christian, go ahead. The Iron Man match. You know, you're gonna get a long match. Casket match, I mean, that could be a five-minute match. Yeah. Iron Man, you're looking anywhere between 30 and 60. I don't think any Iron Man match should be anywhere under 45 minutes. Because 30 minutes, that could just be a normal match. Yeah, it also depends on the show. Like, it, I've, seen, really, I've seen 30-minute Iron Man yeah. on SmackDown before. I think Kurt and Brock had a 30-minute yeah, I think, yeah, Kurt and Brock had one. And remember, you know, 30 minutes with a developmental show. Obviously, you don't want them to hurt themselves or, you know, I gas themselves agree. out. So The Iron Man match to me is 60 minutes. Yeah, it'll always be 60 minutes to me. But they're always so fun. And whoever gets the most falls, correct? Yep. Yeah, I think. And it's unpredictable. I'm going Iron Man. Yeah, I think that's pretty easy. I'm going Iron Man as well. Yeah. But we're going to go to the next uh, side here. Ultimate X taking on two out of three falls. Um, I love the two out of three falls match. It's actually probably one of my favorites. It's just the Ultimate X. I mean, you got that X up top. Guys are, you know, flying all over the place trying to get that uh, title on the top. They're using those, you know, those uh, – those, uh, are they ropes or are they wires? Uh, I think I mean they they refer to them as cables, but they okay. look like ring ropes. I think. Okay, okay. So um, regardless, I'm, I'm going Ultimate X. But Christian, go ahead. There has been a million Ultimate X banger matches. I love I love the Ultimate X match. Give me all. all right, uh, Dylan. Yeah, it's by far one of the most creative wrestling matches I think ever. So I'm going yep. Ultimate X. Awesome. All right, uh, we have the four corner strap match taking on the Elimination Chamber. Um, I really like the four corner strap match. I think it's actually really underrated, but um, there's just so many good moments. And again, I mean, the Elimination Chamber was another match that was watered down. Um, this was always 
basically the fast lane to WrestleMania. This was the one before. There's a lot of stakes in this as well. Vince, again, you know, with the padding, I, I think that kind of ruined it for me. Um, I do think it's better than four corner strap match, though. That's where I'm going is the Elimination Chamber. But it was definitely watered down, Dylan, I think. Yeah, the moment they added padding to the floor of the Elimination Chamber, it kind of ruined it. And yep. I do want to mention the design itself um, has changed over the years. A lot of people, I think, universally prefer the old design. It just yep. looks more brutal. There was a legit reason why WWE had to do it. So I want to give Play Devil's Advocate. Uh, a lot of the arenas in the United States can't support that yep. heavy of a structure anymore. Just oh, yeah. by the way they're constructed with big jumbotrons and stuff. So they had to change the design. What they didn't have to change was the fucking floor. It should have been still steel to me, but ah, whatever. I'm still going to go Elimination Chamber here. Yep. Despite some of the changes we've seen, it's still, yep. yeah, it's still it's still good to me. All right, Christian. The, the brutality we get on a year-to-year basis from the Elimination Chamber even changes. I mean, yeah. here through the glass pods, even. Yeah, even, even the slightly watered-down Elimination Chambers are still a lot of fun. They're, yeah. I just, I just miss the sound of steel whenever they got thrown out of the ring. And I missed old JR saying, and the spine cracks the steel. You heard it from here. Yeah. I missed JR saying that. Uh, I'm going elimination. All right. So that uh, is moving on. Uh, we have the ladder match taking on the ECW Extreme Rules match, Dylan. So once you kick us off. Uh, again, I'm going ladder match. I'm going to stick with All my right. gut here. Go ahead, uh, Christian. It's that easy for you? Yep. I think you're nuts for picking that over the ECW. Well, you did say on this show the Boneyard match was boring, so let's just move on. What was, what, what was good about that match? We'll talk about uh, it later. Wait, wait, wait. That's a discuss for another day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the hardcore ECW. Oh, my goodness. I could watch. I could sit and watch that 24 hours a day if you allowed me to. Oh, the ECW stream rules match all the way. I mean, you can if you want. It's on Peacock. Well, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing with this match. I mean, obviously, in ECW Extreme Rules matches, you can use the ladder, um, not as the actual concept, but you can use it as a weapon. Yeah. Um, there jump. have been some there's, – there's been some stinker ladder matches. There has been some stinkers. There's not a lot of bad ECW Extreme Rules matches. Dude, once you get into, the, like, the late A's, you know, early 90s, um, of just Extreme Rules matches in general – um, I think they have a little bit more variety. Um, ladder matches, obviously, you think about Money in the Bank. You think about maybe a 1v1. And there's been a lot of good ones. Um, I'm going to go close here. I'm going to go ECW Extreme Rules in the upset over ladder. So, ladder matches eliminated. Hey, there's a reason the postcard match isn't on here. Look, look. Here's the thing. All the ladder matches that people call stinkers is just because the wrong person won. It's not no, always, no, that woman's money in the bank with uh with what's his name was bad. I'm not I'm not saying they don't always happen, but like the action that you get in a ladder match is usually pretty good. No, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some pretty lackluster extreme rules matches. Where they barely hit each other with chairs and shit. Like, come on, kill each other. Come on. But yeah, it's fine. Let's move on. All right, ECW Extreme Rules uh, moves on. We have the TLC match taking on Feast or Fire. Dylan, kick us off. Here's two ladder matches. 
<laughs> um, and I don't. Future fire is not ladder. This I've seen it be a ladder, or am I or am I thinking of something else? Uh, I think you might be thinking of something else because the the three that I watched, they just kind of climb the top rope and then they grab it. Oh yeah, it's on a pole. Yes, yeah. Some pole, yeah. Wow. Well, you're still climbing. For it's the same concept, similar, but yes. similar concept. Yeah. Um, man, this is this is tough. I love a good TLC match. I think they're they're a fun car crash to watch. Like Christian said, you're always guaranteed. Um, Jeff Hardy's jumping through a table. He may or may not hit someone. Yeah. Um, we don't know. We'll see what happens. Or miss the table completely. Or miss the table completely, and he just falls on the ground. Yeah. Um, or he jumps into the steel steps like he did at Impact yeah. once. That was fucking dumb. Um, <sighs> Feast or Fired is, is – they get creativity points to yeah. me. So, again, I think it's one of those things where it's like, which do you kind of prefer? Do you want the unpredictability of Feast or Fired, or do you like the car crash? I think both are fun. I think both are great. But I am going to slightly lean towards TLC because I do like a good car crash. All right. Um, I'm going to make a short and sweet. I'm going Feast or Fired. So, um, Christian, pick the winner. I hate you both. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, TLC matches exactly what Dylan said. It, it's a car crash. It's always – for the most part, entertaining. You always get the crowd chanting tables, tables, you know, all that. We want tables. But it's like we said before, why can't you use those weapons in a normal ladder match? I mean, you can. They just don't. Yeah, they just don't. That's yeah. what I've never understood. Like, yeah, it's, it's never been brought up as a rule. Like, yeah. They easily could. It's just whenever you're in a regular ladder match, just... For for kayfabe's sake, you only they've use used chairs in them. So I mean, uh, barely, maybe. Hey, what is the ref going to ring the bell and restart the match? No, no, no. <laughs> it's no. no disqualification at the end of the day. So yeah, that, that's just the thing for me. It's like you can use those weapons in just a normal lap. It doesn't need to be specified a TLC match. Yes, uh, I'm going feast for fire. Wow, that is not one that I thought was going to go so far, but um. I'm very excited that it has. Monsters Ball, War Games. Christian, kick us off. Monsters Ball. All right, Christian. Or Christian. Uh, go ahead, Dylan. War Games. The concept of Monsters Ball is fantastic. Um, you know, them being in a dark room for 24 hours, can't eat a drink. Um, then you have War Games with, you know, the very structured, I would say, concept. This is tough. It's structured gonna give, chaos. I'm going to give the slight edge to War Games. As War Games moves on to the final four. What? Royal Rumble. Oh, wait, go ahead. Me and Dylan voted Monsters Ball. Nope. I said. No, uh, he, vo- he voted War yeah, Games. I said War Games. Oh. Well, I'm an idiot. All right. Uh, <laughs> Royal Rumble, Iron Man. Christian, kick us off. Both of these matches are always long matches. Yep. Yeah, I'm about to say very oh. s- similar concept. Similar in a way of, yep. of endurance. Not the similarities, so I just think with the Royal Rumble as prestigious as it is, it's hard to not vote for because you're you're fighting for a chance to wrestle the main event at WrestleMania. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man. I love a good Iron Man match, especially when they're done right, not the ones that Yeah, exactly. I mean this can absolutely end a feud. Yeah. It's basically to see who's the better wrestler at the end of the day too, so the one who has better attrition. Yep. All that all that good stuff. 
Royal Rumble matches are a little bit predictable. They they are, and a lot of them are the same in a way. Just because I mean, they're they're pretty much structured the old same. They're you know they're gonna have a lot of people at once, and then you get the flurry of eliminations, and then slows down. So they, I, I can see you saying that. Yeah, it's a little predictable. I mean, you still get the crazy returns and legends, yeah. that, which is nice, but. A lot of Royal Rumble matches are formatted the same. Like, if you watched one in 2023, you watched 2023 Royal Rumble, just different people. That's how it feels to me with Royal Rumbles. I don't know about you guys. I'm going Iron Man match. All right, Dylan, go ahead. It's Royal Rumble. Like, okay. Um, you got the Royal Rumble <laughs> against the Iron Man match. I like both of these. Um I'm sorry, but I'm going Iron Man. I, no. I love a good Iron Man match. I the think prestige, it, I think it's almost. I, I get the oh. prestige. I get it. I just like Christian said. I think if you see one, you see pretty much all of them, and because there are a lot of them are structured, like I said. So um, I, I love the returns. I get it, but dude, a really good, well structured Iron Man match, in my opinion, there's not a lot that beats it. So. And you're talking to two guys who love Iron Man matches, so that's just not good for Dylan. But uh, <laughs> Iron Man has uh, ran the table here a little bit, um, beating some really good ones. So that is advancing the Final Four. Next matchup, Elimination Chamber, Ultimate X. I think it's pretty easy. Oh. I'm going Ultimate X, but um, Dylan, go ahead. Oh, definitely not a matchup I wanted to see because I love them both, but I have to go Ultimate X. All right, Christian. Yeah, I love Elimination Chamber, but I love Ultimate X just just way more. Um, we have the ECW Stream Rules match taking on Feast or Fired. Uh, Christian, kick us off. I'm sorry, Feast or Fired. This is where your Cinderella run ends. I'm going ECW Extreme Rules. I mean, you, you've seen a lot of good ones. Um, every Feast or Fired match has been pretty good, um, to my knowledge. Um, creativity... I don't think I'm. I have any shot here. I'm. I'm going future fired, but uh, don't go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to give points for creativity, but I mean, I don't need a ton of creativity for an enjoyable extreme rules match. Um, you just beat the shit out of the other person, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going extreme rules. All right, final four, War Ooh. Games, Iron Man. Dylan, kick us off. Ah. <laughs> uh... I'm ripping the Band-Aid off. I'm going War Games. All right. Dylan. All right. Christian, go ahead. <laughs> second time you've done that. I know, dude. I, it's, yeah. It's been a long week. Yeah, it's about bedtime for me. But, um, see, my issue is I haven't seen that War Games matches. I've seen two on two. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh, man. I mean, you can even go back and watch the old War yeah. Games matches. Those I mean, they're, st- yeah. they're still fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Ah, man. I loved what I seen from War Games last year. I may, I may be basing my pick based on two matches I've seen. Is that bad? No. Yeah, and, and you uh, saw I mean, main roster. Yes. War <laughs> Games. Just saying. <laughs> and we need to speed this NXT Black and Gold series up a little bit. We're trying, man. I mean, uh, I vote to just skip to it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> With that said, Iron Man, I love you. Don't go away. Please visit us more. But I'm going War Games. <laughs> Please. Visit I am also us more. going. I am also going War Games. 
ECW Extreme Rules, Ultimate X. Wow. Um, Dylan, kick us off. Ultimate X. Christian, short and sweet. Oh, oh. God. The death match or the Ultimate X match? Mm. These are like my sons. Uh, I'm just doing it. I'm going ECW Extreme Rules. Very core. Yeah, this is this is a really tough one. It's basically preference. Do you like more the deathmatch kind of type, or do you like the chaos that is Ultimate X? Kind of the creativity as well. I'm going to also rip the Band-Aid off, and I'm going Ultimate X. As we have our finals, the War Games taking on the Ultimate <laughs> X. Oh, oh man. man. Uh, Christian, why don't you kick us off here? <laughs> Flip a coin, Jesus. I mean, th- you can't get better than this. I mean, this is no, – these, we- these are my two right here, so. Two. Ah. You know what? I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off. I'm going off the deck. Okay. I yeah, know. I mean, so I'll go second here, and then Dylan will pick the winner <laughs> if needed. Um, Ultimate X, I think it's one of the coolest concepts, um, and they've all been pretty good. Yes. Um, I, the ones recently haven't been as good as the original, and I, obviously with who was in it, you know, the AJ Styles and all, you know, all of them, but um, – War Games is just a really creative concept in a way that, um, dude, it, it talk about ending a feud. I mean, you have a couple guys that really want to go at it, especially like this year, what we're going to get. <laughs> if indeed that we do get um, War Games, I think it's just the perfect send off. Um, and to just wait till we see uh, Ultimate X War Games. I'm going War Games. So Dylan's going to have to pick the winner. So much power in my hands. Um, I feel like Vince McMahon, and I feel like I should just fumble it. Um, The Ultimate X match is one of the most creative concepts in professional wrestling. But as far as creative concepts go, War Games was one of the pioneers of creative untraditional wrestling matches um and people forget like the match technically doesn't start until you're like 25 all minutes in yeah all everyone's yeah. in yep yeah everyone has to be in the ring and then the bell rings and then the match starts <laughs> and you're already it's 30 minutes in yep. yeah then it's just wild um god it's just oh but the, i mean the ultimate axe All right, I have my decision. All right. Here we go. War Games. (laughs) So War War Games. Games. We need William Regal here, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I did not think War Games was going to win. So um, I would have thought Royal Rumble. um, I won it all so bad. Did you guys like the matches that were in here? Yeah. Do you guys have any trouble? Okay. You guys have any issues with. Right. I think he did a really good job, too. So, yeah. This is um, a fantasy of mine talking about match types. Yeah. This was a good one. Highly requested. And uh, shout out to War Games and uh, every other uh, entrant here. But um, 
Dylan, tell me I'm of the week. What you got? All right. Um, someone needs to go check on uh, old TK. Yep. And get him off his phone. Because uh, Tony Khan's losing his mind on Twitter right now. Yeah. Um, this week, um, AEW took a pretty substantial loss on Tuesday to the legit developmental NXT. I hated that they called Black and Gold developmental, by the way, but uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, granted, WWE did load the deck, knowing mm-hmm. that AEW had to move to Tuesday due to the due to the playoffs. Um. So eh, you can you can say maybe it's swayed, but I mean, isn't that what AEW kind of did the other way around? Yeah, yeah. You know, when all those guys and girls were free agents, and and you know WWE were letting people go, and then they pick up, you know, a bunch of big names, throw them on their shows, and go whoop de doo, we beat you guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd probably win the ratings war if I had Chris Jericho on my first show. Yeah. Like <laughs> and you're brand new. Yeah. So I don't really dig that argument because AEW's done that literally since they've started and no one's griped mm-hmm. about it. The moment WWE yeah. did it. Yeah. So Tony Khan, to be specific, said that AEW set a record this week, guys. And he stated that for the first time in over two decades, John Cena and The Undertaker were on a show that did not garner a million viewers. That's that's due to AEW's Dude, that is, presence. That's desperation right there, man. That's, I that's think really... that's simply because people just don't watch NXT. And I'm not digging the product itself. I just, you know, it's a Tuesday night, you know? I'm not rushing to my TV on a Tuesday night. I mean, There's even with really Dynamite, Scott, we're not rushing over Wednesday either. No, no I, think, I think it's a bad time slot. You know? Yeah, I think it's, but you know, it's just, it is what it is. Well, that, I don't think it's because of Tony Khan's presence. You know, I'm just. Yeah. He also uh, posted a meme suggesting that Triple H and Shawn Michaels were bald assholes as well. Um, yeah, TK is losing his mind. Yeah, right hold now. this. So Somebody needs to go check on him. Yeah, hold this L when you uh, yeah. talk about my guy Triple H. But um, <laughs> yeah, I got. I mean, I got nothing else to say, Christian. Well, what a leader Tony Khan is. Yeah, dude, you talk about what Triple H is on Tony Khan. Yeah, I've been trying to tell. People I mean, that are do you see Triple H tweet out on Wednesdays? No, I don't know. I'm just he saying, just, like, just for the yeah, he did it for the show, like to for on the Tuesday night, and then you really didn't hear from him. So no, but that's but that like promoting your own show yeah. is okay, but like mm-hmm. just trying to take digs nah. yeah, during it's... the entire show, like just put on a good product. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Um, Christian, go ahead with yours. Kyle's going to bitch at me. Kyle's going to tell me why I'm wrong. I don't care. My dumb moment goes to Bully Ray. So, Bully was on his podcast that I think only his mom listens to. <laughs> and he was talking about Seth Rollins on Monday night, how he didn't even sell the back injury, yada, yada, yada. Well, Bully, here's my message to you. I have a couple messages to you. One, to the casual viewer, who cares? So what? He didn't sell the back injury. Who cares? It was two nights after. He's probably well-recovered, well-rested since then. So, who cares? And two, don't you be talking because you weren't exactly the number one sell guy in the world when you were in your prime. So, Bull, you've got no room to talk. Focus on impact. 
and focus on yourself before you talk about Seth Rollins. I mean, that was kind of a gripe that I had even when this feud started because I thought he should have sold it a little bit better. Um, I would, I mean, I didn't need anything too extra. I just maybe just like a, a facial expression, maybe him holding the back when he turned or just something very quick even. Mm-hmm. Um, that would, I mean, I'm not fully agreeing with him, but I would have liked something. But don't well, worry, that's not. Well, what about all the cell jobs he was doing Saturday night? Oh, he was great on Saturday, but I would have liked – if it was going for so long and he needs – he said he needed surgery, I felt like after a grueling match when the back was the focus, I still feel like it should still be a problem. Maybe I'm wrong, but, but don't yeah. – go ahead. Like I said before, they get numbing shots. They get all this therapy and treatment. He probably didn't even feel anything Monday night. So what was there to sell? I, I, I don't know. I, I think for the, the more hardcore fan, I, I think he kind of has an argument. I'm not saying it's right, but it has an argument. Dylan, yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you want to keep kayfabe alive, which I get is kind of hard now in the modern age. Um, yeah, I mean, no one's arguing that Seth didn't sell during the match. I thought he, he, he sold everything yeah. really well. And all the attacks. Whenever yeah. things got physical, he was, I thought, a million bucks. I think what Bully's trying to say is kind of similar to what Kyle said. How come when he was like walking up to the microphone for a backstage interview, you know, like, have, like you guys have injured your backs before. Like you, it's hurts yeah. to walk. Yeah. Like it's not just like, Oh man, it hurts to twist. It hurts to bend. Like it hurts to stand. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying like, maybe just like a, a grimace. Yeah. That's something. all I needed. But, or like, what about, maybe maybe seeing him get the the rock tape because applied. that also sells the next feud too if you do that yeah if you did it on monday is that he, also like, sells is the he, future is he magically already healed now that he's just feuding with someone else like well it, it's like we'll what numbing shots do exist yeah but he's gonna get numbing shots during the whole drew feud right. that's that's what i'm trying to say is like yeah if he has this substantial back injury that we've never heard of up until nakamura like, I feel like you should keep selling it. Now it's it's it was literally the focal point of a world title feud. You can't just brush that under the rug. Yeah, especially two days. But I mean, it, yeah, yeah, two days it's, after. Now all of a sudden, like, you're telling me Drew's not like, hey man, like, <laughs> I think I want a shot too. I hear your back sucks. I don't yeah. know. Like, <laughs> I'm I, look. I, cortisone's not that good. Just saying. No, it's not. I've had cortisone shots. Yeah, they um, don't work that well. They don't work. Well, honestly, I've had cortisone shots all over. They work better in certain areas. Like, I got one on my knee a few years ago. It was amazing. I got one two years ago on my shoulder. I hated it. So, cortisone, it kind of depends on the body part. And, like, what other body issues you have, which I have a ton. So, cortisone affects me differently. But Yeah, so we're uh, quickly move on to mine. Um, so Vince always gets half of the other, uh, goes to Vince McMahon. <laughs> so this is a story that came out, I guess, yesterday. Um, so before Vince's leave of absence, we'll call it, there was a former world champion set to return. It was a big Vince guy himself. And that was Alberto Del Rio. I assume there were creative plans for him in early 2022 as he was pushed really well with his stint in WWE, um, Del Rio recently called reps from WWE, and they basically said, yeah, dude, there's no chance we're signing you. Um, 
if you put allegations to the side for a second, he's 46 years old. And in my opinion, I don't think he really offers anything for WWE in 2023. Now you factor everything else he's been accused of in his past and what he said. There's just no benefits for a guy like Del Rio. Any uh, comments on that, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, you know how I feel about Del Rio. Yeah, The guy can go in the ring. I think he's slightly overrated in the yeah. ring, but he's certainly not bad. By that any team means. was good, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, for, yeah, like you said, allegations aside for a second, um, what's he going to offer that, we just don't save that money and go target yeah. Will Ospreay, you know? Yeah. Why are we going to spend – because Del Rio is not going to come cheap. You know what I mean? Once nope. you, you sign Matt Cardona. Yeah. I mean, that's – Yeah, or like, yeah, I'm sure you can get Matt Cardona probably at a higher price tag, but I think that's more worth it. I think I mean, Cardona's it, got a lot yeah. more time ahead of him than Del Rio does, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and then you add in all the, the other toxic – stuff that he's been accused of is uh, it's, it's just, just a worth dumb it, dumb move yep I, man, that says a lot about Vince but uh, any comments on this Christian before we wrap up I'm not losing sleep if Alberto Del Rio does it right uh, yeah. I, I was never a huge fan of him in his first run I won't be a huge fan of him if he has a second run so yeah yeah he was uh, also known as Alberto uh, El, Patron. El Patron yep which uh, I really like that wasn't better, he but... wasn't he in AEW for like a blink of an eye? Was he in the first all in? Was that where he was? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. I, he I was in the first all in. Yeah, so that's uh, that's probably where he's on. But um, all right, Dylan, what are we doing next week? Is how you're... next week we are discussing everything that goes down at Bound for Glory. Uh, Bound for Glory taking place in Chicago. I hear is completely sold out. Yeah, uh, the card looks great. Uh, we're all very excited for it, and I believe this is the first time Impact Wrestling gets a pay-per-view feature as the the main event of the episode. If yes. I'm not mistaken, so, so it, this really is fun. like the non this is the first non throwback uh, Impact show that we're doing. So yeah. this is the first live one. We're all really excited for it, and uh, I think it's gonna be a great show. But um, anything else, Christian? Before we head out, yeah, I got a question for you too about the uh, Bound for Glory. Okay. Each of you give me an estimate on how long Mike Bailey and Will Ospreay goes. 35 I mean, the minutes minimum. So there's eight. So there's three hours. There's eight matches. You guys aren't going to like it, but I see it going anywhere from 18 to 22. No, some of these, some of these matches on the card, you could definitely I mean, convey I agree. what you need to convey in eight minutes. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of going well with like what they could do. I'm going to say 18 to 22, but Christian, where are you going? I said 25. Yeah. I mean, I think this is really how Teeny does it though, but we'll see. I mean, he could be exactly right, but who knows? But that is uh, it from us this week. Um, I think this was a great episode. I hope uh, everyone uh, listening to it uh, enjoys it as much as we uh, do, but um, a shout out to war games too, for winning the um, match type bracket as we will catch everyone next week as we are on the road uh, to Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory. Yes, sir.